Don't ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am Stacy Heller. A reminder that if you can't listen live each week, you can find Don't Ask Me to Talk wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and write to your text messages. You will get all the details you need to know about the podcast. If you want to connect, feel free to call. The number is 425-373-5527. The only person that seems to ever call is my mother, um, which is cool. That's good. Uh, that's that's great. Um, although it's a little depressing because she pretty much really is calling to talk to Eric. Um, you can also find me through my website, which is stacyconnects.com. Um, welcome to my guest today, Ben Chartrand. Did I say that right? You sure did. And thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'm super excited. We're going to talk uh, to you a little bit more. Um, but of course, I have to do my brain dump. Um, I used to call it my rant and rave, and that sounded too aggressive. So I'm going with brain dump, which is kind of more what it is. Um, first of all, I I want to say I am recording remote. I am in Veranda Beach which is the place that Pete and I bought a lake house during the pandemic. Some people had pandemic um, babies. No, not happening. Or pandemic puppies. Nope, we're cat people and I already have three, thank you. So um, naturally, I did something far more expensive and was like, let's get a lake house. So here we are and uh, it is in Oroville, Washington, which is about a mile as the crow flies to, or maybe the Canada goose flies, ha ha ha, to Canada. Um, And it is cold, but it is clear. It's East Coast cold here, um, where the sky is blue, the clouds are fluffy, the air is um, crisp and almost has like the smell of um, smoke to it, which could of course be a fire, but I mean, it's so much more romantic to just be like, there's a log cabin like over yonder. Um, but anyway, it is fabulous here. So um, so I'm not in studio. Sounds pretty nice, Stacey. Right? It's amazing. And I keep trying to tell people like, come and visit, come and visit. Um, and people are not taking me up on it enough. So come and visit, come and visit. Um, anyway, so yesterday was mom's birthday. That's right. She's 82. And I think she'd be okay with me telling that. I mean, she tells everybody. Um, She basically got everything she could possibly want, which is more Wendy's gift cards. So I guess she went in yesterday to tell the, uh, the manager that she has enough Wendy's gift cards to buy that franchise location, which was like, I mean, it might be true at the at the cost of their junior cheeseburger or their senior menu. Um, she probably does have enough really. Um, where's the beef? On, 
with mom. Right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, mom has no beef with uh, Wendy's. And I think at this point, he was like, great, take it. Here's my apron. Here's my hat. Like, you're in charge. Which would probably mean then that the um, the location, the Newtown location would turn into like Wendy Sr.'s Bar and Grill. <laughs> but that's okay. You might be onto something. Right? I mean, it's a thing. Um, but I think she had a really great birthday. And um, she also had her favorite food from Trey Fatelli, which you know it's bad when you call up to say, hey, can I get a gift card for her? And they're like, oh, oh, you're Joan's daughter. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, seriously. So, um, yeah, she's kind of legendary. And honestly, that's kind of hashtag goals for me. I mean, like to be 82 and legendary. I mean, it's pretty great. So happy birthday, mom. And hi to Lee and Diane, who I'm sure are listening. Um and Happy having birthday. a cocktail yeah thanks ben see and when i get off the um when i get off the air and i talk to mom she'll ask if you're um cute and if you're single so that's a fun thing <laughs> <laughs> yes well i'll let you answer uh the cute part but i do have a girlfriend so <laughs> oh, sorry mom and yes he is cute um okay now the next thing I have single-handedly introduced multiple people to this auction site. It's called Black Rock Galleries. Uh, a friend of mine introduced me to it, and I have bought so many pieces of art and furniture and tchotchkes, and like it's a bad habit. Now I've introduced Chrissy, Christine Archer, I'm calling you out, and now she's obsessed with it. And I got mom and Lee into it. And so I'm thinking that I need to contact them and like have them sponsor this show or something because I am making them money and it's a really cool site. It's like they have multiple locations, but essentially it's people having a garage sale. I mean, it's so not a garage sale, um, but it's an overblown garage sale. Let's call it what it is. And they sell all of these items you do it in an auction so then you get all like stoked and you get competitive and um, you bid on these items and some things they go for market value and you're like there goes that other things go under market value and you're like what a steal and under th other things go under market value but they're still a little too rich for my blood um but they have everything like it, it makes me want to live closer because I'm like, yeah, I need that new king size bed, 100%. Um, of course, I need that giant sized chicken sculpture for my back lawn. Um, shipping of is, of course, right? I mean, who doesn't need a giant <laughs> like chicken sculpture for the backyard? Well, you don't know you need it until you see it. And then you well, really know you need it. See? And you get me. This is totally my exactly. problem. Um, yeah. So anyway, so love Black Rock Galleries. Check it out. And if you end up checking it out and uh, setting up an account, please let me know. Because again, this could work well for me. I could get them to be sponsors. Like, not sponsored, would like to be. Um, okay. Next. So tomorrow morning, Wednesday, um, 
so much for being evergreen, by the way. Um, there is a show on KKNW called Plateau Partners Pulse, and it airs at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I have the tables turned on me. I am interviewed on tomorrow's show by JD. I think it was a fun episode. Eric, what do you think? Absolutely. I mean, anytime I don't think you it's... two team up, it's fun. Sounds fun to me. I mean, I don't think it's any more clear about what I do than it was before. I mean, like me being asked what I do, the 10 second thing you're supposed to do is like that SpongeBob thing where they're like five minutes later. Um, <laughs> it's not easy to explain. So, um, however, if you want to try to get closer, listen to the episode or you can check it out uh, tomorrow. It'll be posted um, under the podcast name Plateau Partners Pulse. And um, as I said, maybe you'll get a more clear understanding of what it is that I do to pay for doing this. Yeah. Um, one thing that is definitely clear is that I have more to say. <laughs> so um, eventually I'm going to be... Um, maybe doing another show in addition to this one. That's right. I'm eventually going to take over the Hubbard Radio Seattle location. And I'm moving wow. my way to Minneapolis because I think that's the home office and that's where my brother lives. So I could set up like a table and I could interview people. It'll be great. Don't worry, Eric. I'll make sure I put in a good word for you. <laughs> You're unstoppable. I'll be like, and treat Eric better. Um, <laughs> oh, they treat me very well. I, I should just make that clear in case anybody no, from corporate is listening. <laughs> <laughs> I know they do. I'm not trying to like make any issues, but you know, nobody puts Eric in a corner. Um, <laughs> all right. And then my last thing, um, I always share my Stacyism. And this week, I realized that I keep hearing this concept of like, go chase your dreams and make them happen. And I'm going to respectfully disagree with that idea. I'm going to say you shouldn't chase your dreams because that indicates that they're running from you. You should attract your dreams. Um, it's like you shouldn't have to chase something. Um, if you have to chase it, then like maybe it's just not that into you. Um, but if you attract it, then maybe that's the right thing. So that is my, what do you think, Ben? Does that make sense? That was very wise. You should be a yoga teacher. I like that a lot. <laughs> it's just, you know, like the whole chasing thing, like I get it. You have to be an active participant in your life and your dreams. However, chasing them, I don't know. You've got to attract it. You've got to participate, but I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so that is my Stacyism, people. Attract what you want. Don't chase it. Um, it might just be running away from you. Um, I completely agree. You got to meet that fine line between putting in some hard work and what's uh, really available to you. See, he's so wise. Must be a yoga thing. Um, okay, so let's take a really quick break here. And then when we come back, we are going to talk more with yoga teacher and trainer, Ben Chartrand. We'll be right back. Don't ask me to talk.
Hi, I'm JDK Winnikin, host of This Show Is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show Is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuiper Counseling. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I, um, Eric just asked if I remember where's the beef commercials. Yeah, I remember them. <laughs> They're like, that was iconic, the where's the beef? And, from from uh, the 80s. So people younger than us have no clue what, what I was talking about there. But I thought you would know. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like okay. I am so like the uh, encyclopedia of useless pop information. The other right. one that was always good is the commercial that had the woman that I think it was meant to be like, you know, in a communist country. And she's like, evening there, day there. And it was all the same outfit, but like... She would like add a beach ball or something. Um, I don't remember if that was for a fast food place or not. I'm sure that you will look it up, Eric, while you're while we're talking. Yeah, I'll have um, to do some research. This sounds fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it was a good commercial. Anyway, Ben, hello. Hello. So here is a funny thing. So my friend Shirley. She came to me one day and was like, oh, my gosh, I am taking yoga with this guy, Ben. You, um, I, She may have called you Benjamin. Um, and he's amazing. You've got to have him on the show. He's fantastic, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. Ben and I connect. And then Ben's like, hey, by the way, you know me in another iteration, which is when I worked at Coho um, and all four of the Heather, the Heller kids have worked at Coho. Yes, I mean, they did. It was, um, it felt like it was, it was a, a rite of passage. Kind of, right? <laughs> I mean. The Heller dynasty at Coho. Exactly. Did you work with all four kids at like any given time? Uh, I believe I did. Will, Grace, Char maybe what was, what's the fourth one? Annie. Will, Grace, Charlie, Annie. Yes. Yep. I worked with all four of them. 
Look at that. Uh, I think I just started working with Charlie right as I quit, right before I quit. So he caught the okay. tail into me. But everyone else I spent quality time with. Well, uh, um, you did some good work there. They're amazing kids. Oh, thank you for that. Well, like a bonus compliment. Good workers at Coho. They put some of the other ones to shame. Don't tell anyone I said that. <laughs> I, will, I will not. Um, maybe they're listening, though. I don't know. I tried to get Joe to come on the show, actually, and then he canceled last minute. You know, Joe? Like, oh, I'll have right? words with him. Perfect. So let's yeah. talk about you. So going from, um, I mean, you always... Um, working there and getting to know some of the some of the staff some of the servers there you know the whole crew um you know the kids would come home and they had stories and we also really loved chatting with everybody and you always seemed to have more going on like it was like yes i'm doing this and um i've i'm planting some seeds for something else um yeah so tell me about that Absolutely. Uh, first of all, you mentioned Shirley. I just want to mention that Shirley's awesome and uh, I hope she's listening. Love you, Shirley. All right. So back to your question. Uh, yeah. So I was working two jobs uh, for several years, teaching yoga and uh, working as a server at Coho Cafe. And uh, it was a difficult juggling act, The uh, having multiple jobs. One, uh, you use all your energy teaching yoga, especially hot yoga. The other one, you're uh, running around on your feet, uh, doing all these uh, orders and all the restaurant stuff. And uh, it was quite the experience. And then to top it all off, you're meeting all kinds of new people from both jobs because they're both really social experiences, uh, yoga and being a server. And so, you know, that's where I got to meet all your kids and you, of course. You used to sit in my section regularly on Mondays, if I remember. And... Uh, so it was a lot of fun on one hand, but also super exhausting on the other hand. And uh, as the years went on, I was called more and more to yoga. And so I stepped away from the restaurant industry uh, two years ago. It was just in January 2020 before Coho, or I'm sorry, COVID shut everything down. And uh, so on one hand, it was a great time to step away. Uh, and start a new adventure. But on the other hand, it was a really stressful time and really uh, uncertain. And it was kind of like, uh, you know, I had all these hopes and dreams and yoga and then all that ended with COVID. And then I had to reestablish myself. So uh, it was really a double-edged sword, the timing of choosing to go all in on yoga. But uh, as far as Coho goes, that was an amazing experience. I really loved all my coworkers. Uh, great place to eat, great place to be, um, amazing customers even. So uh, I have nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but like, <laughs> I'm focused on, I'm focused on you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had um, two short months, basically, then that you were, you know, full steam ahead, like embracing um, mm -hmm. what you were doing. And then did everything come crashing down? Did you, to use the word of, uh, one of the words of 2020, did you pivot? Oh, I pivot. I, yeah, I took a few back steps. I pivoted and fell on my face. Uh, I did it all. Uh, so yeah. So first it was full steam yoga. I got those two months and then quarantine shut everything down. Um, 
you know, and then it was just a big period of uncertainty. And, you know, I'm not, I know we're on Zoom right now, but I'm not huge on online, especially yoga online. So uh, there was a huge push towards online yoga, making classes, doing videos on your phone, all this types of stuff, which I did do uh, through my yoga studios, but not enough to like truly supplement yourself full time. So, um, so yeah, I had a huge pivot and uh, had to reestablish all my priorities. And, uh, and then to make things worse, I uh, started dating somebody and that didn't work out. So that was just a whole nother story. And uh, so, yeah, it was just like a year of complete chaos for me. And then it wasn't until this year, or I guess last year, 2021, where uh, I really reestablished myself. I started branching out to more yoga studios um, and I really got back. And then, and then now, now I have yoga teacher trainings. I'm doing workshops. Uh, I'm really, my schedule is quite full now. So I've really been there and back again, as far as uh, going all in on the yoga aspect of things from, you know, being shut down, having no work to uh, now I'm completely filled So it's been quite the adventure. That's awesome. So my experience with yoga. Okay. Tell me about it. You, you didn't tell me yet and I'm ready. Okay. So first of all, um, Pete actually does, uh, yoga online on Thursday nights with somebody through his trainer. And I'm like, I do not like the online experience. So Thank you for like confirming that I'm not crazy. It's just not the same as oh, like not the same the energy that's like moving and also okay, here it is. Here's the competitive side of me. So I've talked about this before. I was the girl in elementary school, in middle school, in high school that got picked last in phys ed for everything. Like dodgeball, get her out quick. Uh, kickball, she like runs terribly. Like I had all of these like dreams and aspirations of like, I'm going to connect with the ball and I'm going to like, you know, they'll see that I'm really good at this. And I, yeah, no, not, um, Mm -hmm. I'm just not that way. So I got introduced to, uh, a woman, Pat, who I missed, who I missed dearly. And she did yoga instruction in, uh, at her house. And so I met Pat and it was a very small group of women, which I like because I'm not a joiner and I don't like being in a room that's like basically feels like it's like a cattle call. And I'm, I end up being super self-conscious, like, what do I wear? Because if I bend over, like, is my shirt going to go up around my head? And like, I don't need to show anybody like my muffin rolls. Like, this isn't good. I mean, like, these are the things that are going through my head. And It was a really good supportive environment. So I'm in this class with the likes of Shirley and, you know, other friends who regularly hike, walk, run, play tennis, uh, do all of these sporty things. And I'm like, hey, I run like twice a day down to the kitchen to get a Diet Coke and back again. So, you know, like, look at me, um, you know, twice a day and I would do yoga and I found that I have a physical superpower, which is my flexibility. And so I would do these like, you know, moves and she'd be like, okay. And for those of you that can like, go ahead and do, you know, this adaptation. And I'd be like, whoosh. 
and, you know, fully stretch out and whatever. And the people to my left and right were much more tight or, you know, they couldn't do it. And I was in my head, I'm like, I know that this is a serene, thoughtful, mindful practice that is like whatever. But my like middle school self is like, yeah, what now? Who's getting picked <laughs> like last for the yoga team? So that is my experience with yoga. And since Pat left, I haven't done yoga and I, I miss it because I'm like, I loved the experience of uh, knowing the power of and possibility of my, my body. Oh, I love that story. First of all, you are hilarious. That was amazing. Second of all, um, everything that you said, most people relate with. Like I was picked last in school a bunch of times. I was never that athletic uh, growing up necessarily. I was usually short and skinny. Um, you know, I uh, didn't necessarily have a super athletic background. Um, and yoga for me uh, was you know, super, uh, it's all about mental zoning in, uh, letting go of your anxieties, that type of stuff. But I loved your story about you were just good at it. You were naturally had this ability. You could go uh, pretty deep into some poses. Then your mind was thinking all these funny thoughts. Uh, that's totally normal. You know, like the practice of, uh, the meditation, the, uh, the meditative aspect of yoga that comes down the road. That's, that takes a long time to develop and work with and practice. So it sounds like you got to get back in the uh, yoga room, Stacy, you got a superpower. Like you said, let's, let's, uh, work with that and see what you can do. I'll get you into my class. I would love it. You and Shirley I... can come. Right. Well, and I, but I'm going to need to figure out what to wear because it uh, sounds yes, like, to wear. I mean, like this is a thing for people, uh, you know, it's like you need something tight, which I'm always like, <laughs> I don't want to wear something tight because a, I just, I, I don't wear tight clothes like in real life. So like wearing them in workout life, like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me accentuate the positive. I'm doing air quotes here. Um, and, you know, the things that I feel like insecure about and I know nobody's looking at me and like I know nobody cares and blah, blah, blah. But I'll t tell you what, it doesn't matter. So I need to find that thing. So I'll talk to Shirley about that. Although, yeah, like, well, I'm here to tell you, I've seen it all. Everybody from wearing bathing suits and bikinis to uh, like jackets <laughs> and like full blown <laughs> like uh, long sleeve gear. Uh, so, and that's for hot yoga as well. So you could pretty much wear whatever you want, but as long as you're comfortable, let's find you something good. And then, uh, maybe we'll get you back in the yoga room. Okay. Now question about, I love this. I get to like pick your brain on these things. So hot yoga, let's say you're a 51 year old woman who is constantly hot. I don't know. Maybe they've recently like gone through menopause and they are constantly sweating bullets. Um, and so you're constantly trying to be cool. Um, mm -hmm. so tell me about hot yoga. Cause like that sort of sounds like hell to me. <laughs> oh, I could imagine. Well, first of all, it's not necessarily for everybody. If that's, uh, you're feeling that way or other people, you know, don't want to be hot or going through something similar. 
Um, but for me personally, I, I think it's amazing. The heat, uh, it, it allows your muscles to stretch out a little bit easier. So you're able to go deeper into some of the poses. The sweat has a detoxifying aspect to it, which is really nice. Um, especially if, you know, you've been getting into trouble, uh, drinking too much or, you know, been on vacation <laughs> eating, uh, like, you know, what have they been this. telling you, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, the heat has a lot of uh, benefits to it, but it also really zones you in mentally, which is it's difficult to describe. But if you've ever been in a hot room, uh, it's super meditative and it really um, zones you in. And it has this aspect of you're not thinking about anything else. You're just in the moment doing the yoga, doing the breathing as well. A lot of yoga has to do with breathing, which is uh, grounding in its own right. And then, uh, so the heat really does a lot. And so a lot of people will try hot yoga once or twice in you know, a certain environment, not like it. And then they'll try it again, maybe be a little less hot, maybe be a different teacher. Uh, and then they like it a lot. And I've heard that story from a lot of people. So I'm not surprised you have some misgivings about uh, stepping into the room, but if you're feeling adventurous, you might find it to your liking. And uh, oddly enough, I will say that in the summer when it's super hot out, the hot yoga is kind of nice because it actually acclimates your body to the heat. And so you're kind of like less hot when you're out in the heat. And so um, I'm not going to say that's going to happen for you or anyone else going through menopause, but uh, maybe, I don't know, it can acclimate you and uh, the heat will be less um, you know, you'll just be used to it a little bit more and it'll be less noticeable in the day to day, but, well, uh, no promises I, on that one. I will say at <laughs> least if I was doing hot yoga, I know why I'm hot. Um, yeah, there we go. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, cause I'm in a hot room. It's not just because I'm here. Um, mm -hmm. so the breathing thing that you talk about, I know that breathing is a really important part of yoga and yoga Absolutely. practice. And I have found out that I don't breathe correctly. Yes, I mean, almost. Uh, most people don't, to be honest, which sounds it's, strange. It's, right? I mean, it's one of those things where apparently you can do it wrong for years and yet still survive. Yes, absolutely. So the general idea is uh, when you inhale, your diaphragm pulls downwards I'm making motions with my hands like people can see me, but your diaphragm <laughs> pulls downwards and um, this expands your lungs uh, from the reverse pressure of your diaphragm going down. So your diaphragm pushing down makes your belly uh, balloon outwards. So your belly is supposed to expand when we inhale. However, most of us are taught to pull our bellies in like we're trying to like suck in our gut or, you know. Uh, look tough or put on a corset or something. And so we often start to develop a habit of pulling our belly in on inhales, which, uh, like you said, is incorrect. And so the action of the diaphragm pulling down to inhale, but then the body tightening up at the same time is actually, um, uh, you know, I don't want to call it wrong, but it's more stressful than it needs to be. And you're not getting as much energy out of your breath as you could be uh, if you let your belly expand as you inhale and then pull your belly in as you exhale, your diaphragm pushes up, which cleanses your lungs of the air that's inside of it. 
And so most people develop a habit in our society, our current culture, where we uh, inhale and pull the belly in to tense up to like we got a six pack or something. And uh, uh, that is, you know, can be a cause of stress, especially uh, for the lower back and, you know, those other muscles that so often get um, sore and injured in people. I have two thoughts on that. One thought is it's all I can think of is um, when you have, you know, you're having your picture taken and you like suck it in. And yes, I'm like, maybe exactly. it's from like years of like sucking it in so that I suddenly <laughs> lose like 15 pounds with one like held uncomfortable breath. Um, so, I mean, that could be a source of why people are doing it wrong. And then my other thing is, Eric, I don't know about you, but while he was talking about this, I was totally like trying the experiment of like is he right like do i do this am i am i expanding am i contracting like am i making were you doing that yeah i mean you can't help but not kind of <laughs> visualize these things as right you know, exactly. people are talking about it i mean exactly. I, and do you breathe I mean, do you do yoga eric i don't yoga might be good for you maybe we should do like team building yoga Maybe. I'm on board. <laughs> you first. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, You'll do the trust fall, but you got to fall first. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, all right, so that was another thing that is is really big. Now, I also know that there are a ton of types of yoga. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a really quick break? And then when we come back, you can tell me about, um, you don't need to tell me about all the types of yoga. Let's focus on what you practice and what you teach. I would love that. Sounds good. All right. Keep listening to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am here with Ben Chartrand. He is a yoga instructor and trainer. We'll be right back. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions serve daily. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. Um, here's a fun tip. Never ask your um, 
the age of your guest. It'll make you feel old. So that's cool. Um, also, Ben, I want you to know that Grace says hi. I texted Hello, the Grace. family uh, group chat. Another way to feel old is when your kids create a text thread that says, um, mom, use this one. Because <laughs> I kept using the wrong thread and including like people that didn't need to be included. And my kids were horrified. So now the name of our group thread is mom, use this one. So anyway, so Anyone Grace can hi. make that mistake. No, I mean, that feels like a special mom mistake. Um, okay, so before the break, uh, I was talking about, we talked about um, the the hot piece of yoga, which is, you know, not hot piece, that sounds bad, um, that that's one option, and then the breathing. And there are so many different types of yoga that, I mean, that could take up oh, a whole absolutely. podcast. So what do you practice? What do you teach? What do you instruct? Great question. Thanks for asking. Uh, so I teach a variety of styles of yoga. Uh, the vinyasa yoga is our um, energetic style, lots of strength building, uh, chaturangas, which are like push-ups and practicing arm balances might be included. Uh, and then we have Hatha yoga, which is the foundational practice. It's often a set sequence doing the same poses, um, to build repetition and familiarity and get the foundation of the practice down. Um, that one's really good because it allows us to really focus on, um, not so much the creativity of the class, but meditating breathing as well as getting those postures down real nice and then um and then yin style yoga which is really amazing probably everybody needs a little bit of yin but most people don't know about it yin yoga is uh very slow and restorative you're doing the poses that are down on the mat so you're laying down in one variety or another um and it's very relaxing and we're probably going to use some props in yin yoga to let the pose be restorative which means we are relaxing we're not trying to like push ourselves deeper we're actually doing a basic shape and then letting our body relax and that's going to increase our contact points with the earth and that will allow the muscles to let go, which stretches the fascia and the tendons, the connective tissues throughout the body, which um, oftentimes are uh, holding onto adhesions, which are like uh, these dry spots in our muscles and our tissues, which need a little extra um, hydration, a little extra movement. And, uh, and then also uh, that practice is extraordinarily meditative because we're really going slow. We really get to take a lot more time in the poses. And uh, so between those three practices, uh, you can have a really good um, grounded uh, regimen of, you know, mind, body, fitness type activity. Of course, um, you know, other things are great running and cycling and uh you know anything you could imagine all that's great but yoga itself is really good to balance things out because there's this aspect of stretching breathing meditating uh so it really brings all of these mind body factors together in a much more cohesive way than 
most other practices from my experience. And so that's what makes yoga so special. It's, it's one of the, it's fascinating to me how like the, the yin, um, you know, with yes. doing, um, I think that's what Pete does on Thursdays. Uh, so oh, it's a lot of cool. mat work and it's holding the pose for a really long time. So I've done it a couple times and it's another reason I think why I don't like doing it at home or online because I'm lying there and, you know, I'm like, I can't get in, like, not get in my head because you don't want to be in your head, but like, kind of, I can't get, can't get out of your head, out of my head. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, was that stain always there on the rug? Like, that's <laughs> weird. Like, you know, I think the cat has like something on its leg, you know, um, huh. I never noticed that under the table. I mean, I just like cannot get the inner dialogue out of my head when I'm at home in that way. Um, but Absolutely. those poses holding them for so long, you, while it is relaxing, it also requires so much discipline. Oh, it, it does. It's a whole different kind of challenge. Uh, so first of all, what you said about, um, being distracted at home that's really normal in fact i go through go through that i really prefer practicing in a studio or not my own house for that exact reason when we're at home we're surrounded by our uh our familiar constant triggers or or not even triggers but just things that um remind us of stuff they you know we look at something we think of something Uh, that's how our brain brain works it's uh associative um uh, what's it called? Associative psychology. So, you know, when we look at familiar things, we have our familiar thoughts. And so to go to a meditative space, like a yoga room or a, a different place, even out in nature is probably the best in my opinion, but, um, it's a whole different experience. We're able to zone in way deeper. Uh, we don't have those familiar objects and triggers around us that trigger all those familiar thought processes and patterns, and so, you know, one of the big uh, strategies or even secrets to meditating and yoga is to pull yourself out of that familiar environment um, is uh, very nourishing to the practice because we're able to go so much deeper. You know, when you go into a yoga room and it's just a space only for that, you know, like you're going to give uh, yourself the opportunity to do your best yoga in there. But at home, you know, like you said, you got the cat running around and you're holding the pose for three minutes. Then you look under the couch and you see there's an old Cheeto under there and, uh, and you can't help, but not be distracted by that. You know, it's not like you're doing anything wrong. That's just, uh, that's the way the human brain works. And so to step away from the couch and step away from the cat and all that is to uh, give yourself that opportunity to meditate a little bit deeper. And so, of course, we can meditate at home. Of course, we can practice yoga at home. And it works really well for a lot of people. But for a lot of people, including myself, and it sounds like maybe you, uh, it works a little bit better when we go to a space that is just for that. That's our yoga space, or we go to a, you know, a park out in nature or uh, you know, a different place that works for us. Um, and when we're there, it's a completely different experience because, um, that's, you know, that's what that space is there for us. And even if it's just in our own mind that, uh, you know, having that separation or that, um, identification of, you know, I'm doing my yoga now, uh, that it makes a world of difference between, 
doing the practice in quotes where, you know, you kind of do some stuff, but you're distracted the whole time versus being completely absorbed in the practice and giving your body the best opportunity to do the, do those poses, do the breath, meditate a little bit Mm -hmm. and bring all the pieces together. So that's a really common story. I hear all the time, Stacey, you're not doing anything wrong. Good to know. Um, well, and I, a couple things, uh, that pop up one, um, I want to talk about the health benefits because it can help people with so many different things. Uh, but I also want to touch on the spiritual aspect. It's a very absolutely interesting thing. You know, whatever your religious beliefs are, it's such a good time to get into that space where you're connecting with God or your higher power or, you know, whatever it is and showing gratitude. And, um, it can be such a, you know, prayerful, meditative, uh, you know, insert whatever word you're comfortable with here time. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, and it's active, um, which is to me, you know, a, a piece of like gratitude, you know, as a kid, you would, um, you know, we would kneel next to the bed and say our prayers. Um, this doing yoga, um, when I could get into it and I could stop being my aggressive competitive self, um, it was like a great time to be having those conversations and really thinking, uh, and connecting with God. Oh, wow. That was beautiful. That, uh, that's what the practice is really all about. In fact, the word yoga means union uh and the intended idea is that you're finding union between your own individual consciousness your own spirit and the universal spirit or god uh and so the practice of yoga is to merge your individual self with the greater universal consciousness or god so uh everything you just said is 100% in the spirit of the practice. And, you know, even that's the deepest uh, part of the practice that many people don't even get to, or, you know, we don't necessarily talk about it that deeply in our hour long yoga classes. Um, So the aspect of yoga where you have that experience in yourself, uh, like you mentioned is so important because it is an interpersonal uh, spiritual experience that is at the same time your own personal experience, but you're kind of sharing it with the the energy around you, which is a beautiful thing. So well, I really enjoy what you said. Thank you. And well, and I learned, you know, with um, Namaste, you know, the light in me sees and honors the light in you. And in that light, we are one. And I actually have incorporated that into my daily uh, prayer or mantra. And wow, I spend cool. a lot of time um, focusing on that from the standpoint of, um, if I break it down, like there's the light in me first, acknowledging that there is a light in me. Um, we're always also hard on ourselves. So acknowledging that there is a light within, that's a first step. And then um, sees and acknowledges the light in you, reminding that um, my mom had this thing where when she would get mad at my dad, she would remind herself like, God loves him too. Um, and so it's like, other people have a light in them too. Um, you know, it's like, you're not the only one. And so um, so that whole the light in me sees and recognizes the light in you. And in that light, we're one, um, you know, no matter how 
diametrically opposed we all are, we have uh, that one thing in common. Oh, absolutely. That is, uh, you know, not only is that powerful that you have that as a part of your, uh, your prayer mantra, which I love, and I might have to work that in myself a little bit. So thank you. And uh, that whole idea is so foundational to the entire practice of yoga, that everybody has that like, that nobody is, uh, you know, lacking or missing that inner light. It's just a matter of letting it shine through because we get it, we get in our own way and that's what it is. And so the practice of, uh, you know, stepping back the ego just a little bit Mm -hmm. to, uh, merge to the, to the greater good or the greater energy is, um, you know, so important to that idea where, and I also love what you mentioned where you have to recognize the light lives within you because, uh, for me personally, uh, you know, before I practice yoga, I often struggled with depression, anxiety, some of these types of things. And, uh, and so, yeah, to even recognize you have light within you, uh, is a huge step. And then to have the humbleness to admit that it lives within everybody else and then that wisdom to recognize that uh, in that space, we are all one and that, you know, um, I even like to add, you know, we're all equal because, uh, you know, so often our culture kind of feels elitist in some ways. And so I try to uh, break down that barrier a little bit in, in the spiritual work. And so this idea that you know the lights in me the lights in you we are one uh and the (laughs) lights in everything as well you know all life forms and that's such a connecting uh and empowering idea for me and you know and i really find it to be true as well and um so the wisdom in that phrase has really changed my life and it sounds like uh you enjoy it as well. So I think we can agree on that. We can totally agree on that. Mm. Um, Okay, so health benefits. So a lot of people, um, well, I don't know if this is still true, but I think there's a misconception misconception that yoga um, is not, you know, grueling, or it's not going to give you a workout or whatever it is. Now, obviously, we know that the answer to that is going to be like, that's a bunch of hooey. and again, holding a pose for a period of time, uh, the balance, the concentration, all those kinds of things. Um, so kind of addressing that and then talking about um, the, the types of people that can benefit to adding yoga as part of their um, healthy living rotation. Oh, definitely. So, uh, I mean, of course, I'm a yoga teacher, so... Uh, some people might think my opinion's biased, but uh, I really truly believe everybody could benefit from some form of yoga. Now, does that mean everybody's going to do a hot vinyasa class? No. Uh, but there's a million forms of yoga out there, including the meditation, the breathing. Um, and I think that there's a practice out there for everybody. Even if you don't want to move and do the postures, there's still lots of uh, yoga to be done. Um, and so, it's more a matter in my humble opinion of finding the right teacher, finding the right style of yoga that works for you as opposed to should I do yoga or shouldn't I do yoga? Because no matter what you're doing, whether it's working all day, 
uh, or doing a lot of physical activity. Like, let's say you're an athlete or let's say you have, you know, a recreational hobby, like you're a cyclist or a marathon runner or something. Uh, so whether you have an active lifestyle or an inactive lifestyle, yoga will actually help balance it out either way, because the stretching, uh, if you're active, that's going to help release any tension that you built up where you're weightlifting or cycling or running. Uh, but if you're inactive, um, you need that stretching to get your release through the body. You know, you're sitting all day at a computer doing your work or whatever it is. And uh, those poses really, really, really help um, help us feel good because our bodies can get stuck when we're sitting too long. And so often we live in kind of a mind over matter society. We don't mm -hmm. even recognize it. We don't even recognize our body when it starts to feel tense and stuck. And so, you know, it kind of has to reach a breaking point for many people to start to uh, do something about it. So, uh, you know, in my opinion, let's do something about it before you reach the breaking point. You just balance out your your life and, you know, the style of yoga uh, will, you know, balance you out. So let's say you're a really active person. You love doing marathons and cycling triathlons all this stuff maybe you need just a little bit of yin yoga to get those deep stretches holding the pose a little bit of breath meditation uh let's say you're a person working you know 10 hours a day you know on the computer or uh, whatever you're doing you know not moving too much uh then maybe you want some hatha yoga build that foundation of the the practice get in those deep stretches um, and let's say you're a fairly active person who's looking for something fun uh, and, you know, you want to, um, you know, do the strength building as well. And then, mm -hmm. then we can get into the vinyasa yoga, which is great for so many people uh, who are of that, you know, they're healthy, active bodies, but they're looking for something just a little bit extra. And then the vinyasa yoga is really, really beneficial. Uh, and then, of course, there's a million other styles of yoga. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Those are the most basic, the most common. Uh, and so if you want to do just the breath, just the meditation, there's a million things for you. If you want to do some jacked up CrossFit type of vinyasa, doing only arm balances, uh, you know, there's workshops and there's other classes, other offerings out there as well. So, um, you know, it's just about finding what makes you happy, really. And so right. I recommend everybody tries yoga, at least a few styles, a few teachers. Uh, and if you really hate it, then maybe maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I'm guessing yeah. that for every lifestyle, there's there is a a uh, a set of yoga that will uh, agree and uh, complement your lifestyle. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know so many people that um, that, as I said, do it in addition and. Um, it just helps strengthen, lengthen, um, work with flexibility, which let's face it, we could all learn yeah. to have a little more flexibility in our lives, right? Um, Absolutely. So, Both mentally um, and physically. Exactly. Well, which is exactly what yoga is about. It is um, a full body, mind, and spirit uh, experience. So if people are interested in um, connecting with you, Tell me where they can find you, where you teach, uh, where can they learn more? Oh, absolutely. So uh, I am Benjamin Chartrand. You can find me on Facebook, Ben Chartrand, Instagram, Benjamin Chartrand 1111. And that is Chartrand with the C-H. And I know, I know it sounds like an S, but it's C-H-A-R-T-R-A-N-D. 
And, uh, and then, so I teach all over the place here on the east side of Seattle. So my uh, classic home studio is Hot Yoga Experience. I teach at the Sammamish and Issaquah location. Uh, Pineapple Life is an amazing place in Snoqualmie Ridge. They have this beautiful salt wall, Himalayan salt wall, light up multiple colors. It's Holy the most cow. incredible thing. All right. Yeah, sounds, it's worth it. Sounds like you're at a whole bunch of different places. So I'll tell you what, you're going to tell me where they all are and I'm going to post them so that people can find you. Yes. All right. Perfect. Let's do that. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ben. And uh, it was so great to see you again. And I'm excited to take a class. Thank you, Eric. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you. Next week, my guest is former Seahawk number 94 and doctor of education to Anthony Smith. So I look forward to that. Thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you. 